0: Well, welcome to the Real God for Real People podcast. I'm your host, Shadi Shad. I'm so grateful to be able to do these at least once a week where we talk about how the real God that we serve, that being the Christian God, that's the context that we're coming from in this pod, how that real God desires to be in communion with real people. But man, if we're honest, sometimes we don't really discuss as much as we should the real people problems or the, the, the real problems that we have that we try to apply sometimes theological or very churchy principles to real issues that we struggle with every day. So I hope you enjoyed the pod and the goal would be if you enjoy it, share. So if you enjoy it, share the pod. Our Instagram page is Preacherman Man S and we can be found on most podcast music platforms that play podcasts like Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Talk to you soon. And welcome back to the Real God for Real People podcast. I'm your host, Shotty Shot. So grateful to be able to jump back into the pod with you all. I'm so excited about what I feel like you know, the Lord is just showing me in this season, but at the same time, just grateful to have great conversation as if you're sitting across the dinner table with me right now. So with that being said, um, one of the things that's kind of been weighing heavy on me, and I just wanted to kind of talk through it with my podcast peeps and community is understanding, Hey, no, is free, right? It doesn't always cost us that much, but a yes Is always going to cost. No matter if it's a good yes, something that you're supposed to commit to, or a bad one, it's always going to cost you something. And so in this season, I've really been just trying to think through okay, what cost am I willing to pay and what cost am I not willing to pay in this season? Not to be selfish, but to care and prioritize the right people in the right season. So can't wait to jump into this week's pod. Um so glad that you joined with me um, for the folks that have been with me for a little bit, even before this one. Um, thank you for the folks just joining. Hey, welcome. Um, I try to make this pod feel as organic as possible on purpose because I just feel like sometimes we just have to have some real kitchen table conversation about the things that we struggle with when it comes to not only faith, but just walking out our faith in community and culture that we live, work, and play. So back to this concept. No is always free. And a yes will always cost you something. Um, and based on perspective, I can see some arguments that it really goes both ways, that a no can cost you something too. Maybe it costs relationship, maybe it costs time, maybe it, you know, it costs something that you know takes time to repair. But I feel like a yes, in whatever scenario you're in, whatever feedback you give, it's always gonna cost you. Time, treasure, um, and or talent, right? Because you're committing a part of yourself to someone else. And so what I was thinking about through this and thinking through this in, in detail, the thing that kind of came to mind for me is why is it so hard sometimes to say no? Um, in one of my podcasts, I don't know if it's going to come before this one or after, I briefly talk about talking with a young adult friend of mine and and talking through hey man, sometimes we need more time for ourselves. We need more time to step back and have like a, a mental health convo really because we say yes to too many things. And as I'm thinking about it now, for me personally, a no can be hard because a no sometimes feels like I'm rejecting the person when really I am rejecting the cost of the yes to the person, right? But it doesn't feel that way. I think about when people tell me no, I probably come to the table assuming I know which way this conversation is going to go. Assuming I know this is going to be, yeah, man, I got gotcha. you. Let's do it. You know, my, my lead pastor will say, hey, let's, let's storm the gates of hell with a water pistol. So I think the most shocking thing when you get a no sometimes is really, hey, man, I really thought this was going to be a yes. But imagine the person who's giving the no. We all have this desire to please people. We all have this desire to um, be friendly if we want friends. You know, I remember that proverb. But as we think about it some more, sometimes it's harder because we're willing to sacrifice our time, our talents, and our treasures, right, a whole lot more than we're willing to make a person uncomfortable, right? We're willing to stretch ourselves and, hey, I'm the first person to, to walk on the plank for this one. But We're willing to stretch ourselves so far for the sake of other people. But we don't always measure, okay, if we do that, if, if that's the route we go, hey, what is it going to cost the other people that I have to now take time away from? When I think about that, I think about my family. All of my yeses take some time away for my family. And so in this season, a lot of times when I'm committing to things, I try to commit to it the best way I can between a seven to five ratio, 7 a.m., 5 p.m. if I can. If it's a little later, hey, there's nothing I can do about it, if it was a non-negotiable thing. If it's a thing that is kind of a benchmark towards the ministry that I feel like the Lord's calling me to, then hey, I try to make it work. I, I do ask my wife, in a sense, for not permission, but some clearance to not um, put more weight on her. But if I say yes to everything, the way I look at it now in this season is, man, I'm saying no to my family. I may be saying no to some time with friends. I may be saying no to some time for myself to recharge and refuel. I got an episode about just resting, right? And so I think the main reason I feel bad, and I won't speak for you guys, but maybe y'all feel the same way as me. The The main reason I feel bad is because deep down, I have a desire to please others. And sometimes I'm okay with pleasing others if that means that um, I can keep the relationship, I can maintain the relationship. But sometimes, and I think I had a moment like that with my wife a few years back, where she, me and her were talking through some tough conversations before marriage and we were talking through like an argument we had recently had, and I kind of was kind of far back and distance at the time because she, in a, in a in a way, was saying no to some things that she wasn't comfortable with. Nothing crazy, nothing nothing illegal, nothing like that. But I was drawn back because for me, I was like, man, I that kind of that kind of hurt. And so when I rebutted back with her about some of the subjects. Um, I didn't know what a relationship was. You know, we were a little bit of before we were gonna get married, and I was like, "Man, did I just cost myself the marriage?" And the thing that my wife said to me that really helped me get out of that pocket of not being okay with telling her no to some things. You know, if, any, if I if I need to figure out how to tell someone no, the last person I would think I need to figure that out with is my wife, fiance at the time. But for me, it helped me realize, hey. Saying no can simply be a test to the relationship, right? And the way she put it to me is is just because you told me no or we argued or whatever that may be doesn't mean that we're no longer an item. We're no longer moving towards marriage. We're no longer friends in marriage. And when she said this to me, y'all, it relieved so much pressure Because for me, I was like, oh man, I didn't even realize how deep that went. To feel like, hey, if I say no, it's gonna cost me a relationship is a pretty big extreme. But if we think about it, we all fall into that space. And so when we feel bad about saying no, it isn't really feeling bad about letting the person down and not doing what the person asks. What we're really feeling bad about is the simple fact that, hey, Did I just cost myself this friendship, this mentorship, this job, all because I had the boldness to say no, because I realized the yes would just cost too much. And so as I think through this some more, I think, okay, even Jesus understood how to prioritize his yes, right? If we look at the story uh, in the Bible and the gospels, when Jesus is ministering and Judas, I mean, not Judas, forgive me, Lazarus's sister comes or sends messengers to Jesus saying, hey, Lazarus is sick, will you come? And Jesus continues ministering, right? The thing that had me stuck with this is, is that was not only, you know, a person that was close to Jesus, a follower of Jesus, that was Jesus's friend. He didn't call too many people friend, Right? But what we see is, is even with it being his friend, he prioritized his yes at the time. And his response was that, in a sense, he was coming, but he wasn't going to, you know, come right then. And then when he gets there, we immediately see, hey, um, Lazarus's sister is in the house and there's another person with her. I think it was Mary. And Lazarus's sister is distraught because her brothers died, like anyone would be. But she's also distraught at the fact that Jesus comes after her brother died. And she's like, hey, man, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. And that was the synopsis of, of how she was feeling and what she was saying. But Jesus never shows in the text that he felt bad about giving a no at the time because he knew that... The Lord had a different will in him just saying, okay, maybe, or yes, or I'm on the way right now. So he comes, and the thing that he does that, that throws me for the biggest loop is when he gets to where they laid Lazarus, where she lost hope, where she, she began to, to question her faith in Jesus, right? Jesus gets there, and he calls out to Lazarus. And he, and even in his prayer, if I remember this text correctly, and you guys forgive me because I'm not reading it out right, because I want to, you know, save a little bit of time. Jesus literally in his prayer is like, man, hey, Lord, I'm expecting you to, in a sense, move because, hey, this is going to show them just about just how more, much more you are. Because Lazarus had been in this cave for three days, by Jewish tradition, if you had been in the cave for three days, then y- you couldn't be re- resurrected like by any any medical forms. It had to be God. And so in Jesus prioritizing his yes and his no, because he gave a no at the time that became a yes. Sometimes that's, that works for us, sometimes it doesn't. It showed forth more of God's glory to raise Lazarus from the dead than to just heal Lazarus from a sickness. And then it proved more to other people just who Jesus was. And I'm not Jesus. And I'm going to go on record and always say that on this podcast, I'm not Jesus. But when I look at this in more detail, what it helps me understand is is sometimes when we say yes too quickly, and we haven't prayed about that, yes, or we haven't given some thought to that, yes, got feedback or counsel from other people, what we end up doing is alleviating the short-term pressure, but we don't actually give people sometimes the amount of like liberty to really see what the Lord can do out of a no. Because there's some spaces we walk into that weren't really meant for us to walk into, and I truthfully believe that the Lord honors our heart in it, Um, We're not outside his will, per se, but he honors our heart. And so when we walk into it, we actually end up being more of a hindrance than a help. But sometimes when we give a no, even though it's hard, even though we may feel bad, we are allowing ourselves to not be overstretched, but we're also allowing for an opportunity for someone else to step in where our no may be a yes for them because they have the bandwidth for it. And so what we end up doing is we end up trusting God enough to work in this scenario, even if he's not going to work through us in this scenario. And so sometimes where I know for me personally, I have to check my heart with a yes too quickly is I'm giving more of a no until I'm either sure that the Lord wants it to be a yes, or until I have the bandwidth to be able to do it well. Because for me personally, if I don't have the bandwidth to do it well, I can be more damaging to the person and the person that, you know, I, I, I want to help versus just taking a moment to say, nah, I'm not sure. So I'm going to come back to the subject in a minute and uh, we're going to take a break. And we're going to come right back and talk about this some more. Talking through no is for free and yes will always come at a cost. Sometimes I think, at least for me personally, I don't always measure the cost of a yes. Well, right. Um, I'll kind of diminish it or minimize it or diminish it. Sorry about that. Um, But I won't really think through, okay, so I need to be sacrificial in my time you know, my talents and my treasures with people, because that's really how you build relationship with people, if you're honest, right? But at the same time frame, man, I have to understand though something feels like it costs me less individually, it could cost someone else way more. Right? I think sometimes we forget that in the sway of trying to be efficient and in our career platforms and for some of us, our ministry platforms we want to be there for people, but we're not omnipresent, right? One of the books I'm loving right now is it's humbling me to, to understand sometimes my fuel tank is really, really low because I'm trying to be omnipresent. You know, we want to be like Jesus, but we're not capable of being like God. We're trying to be like Jesus in the way we love people and the way we show grace to people, those of us that are of the faith. If you're not listening, hey, I, I mean, if you're not of the faith yet, I'd love to talk to you about it more. Feel free to just shoot us a message on our Gmail, um, an email on our Gmail. It's realgod4, the, the number 4, realpeople at gmail.com or find us on Instagram as pastorman with an extra S. But, right... I think sometimes we lose in the process of trying to be more like Jesus, the fact that Jesus made us completely human, right? We can't be there for everyone. And so when we deprioritize people in a way of trying to be there for other people, someone's going to draw the short straw, right? And the thing that I'm learning, and I'm still young in this, and I'll admit that, but my mentors kind of helped me. I have a council of people around me to kind of be like, Shad, you might be either overthinking this or underthinking this, you might want to pay attention to this blinder, is we have to deprioritize the right person at the right time. And that just requires sometimes a lot of prayer. If I can't be there for everyone, who can I be there for right now to both cause the most impact and that I can build the most relationship capital with? If there's a person who I have a lot of grace with, when I say relationship capital, I mean sometimes just a person that knows me well enough to understand my heart and give me a lot of grace, usually that's the person I can circle back with and say, hey, can we, can we meet it another time? I know I gave you a yes, but can this be a no for now? And we circle back. I feel like folks respect that more, especially when you can give them context. Sometimes you can't, but sometimes you really can't. Like Telling a person, no, this isn't a good time, Versus telling them yes and having to come back Sometimes it's harder to build that bridge again But when you have a person you've known for a long period of time That you've built a relationship capital with That understand your heart for people When you tell them no or have to come back and say Can we reschedule? Man, usually you get a lot of grace And the, the way this is, like in a real practical way The way that I think about this is Probably about two or three years ago I had this mentor of mine catch me in the middle of um, ripping and running through ministry. And I was leading one student ministry. I was helping out with another ministry at the time. We had lost a few people. So I was trying to fill in the best I could. And I remember literally running from the top of the third floor of this building all the way down to where our offices was because I left something as simple as some headphones. Right. And so I got in there. He was already there doing some studying and probably breathing hard. Right. Sweating. Hey, how you doing? Trying to keep the conversation short. He's like, hey, what you got going on today? Usual stuff. And I started explaining it to him, still breathing hard. And then finally, he's like, man, you have a lot going on. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to trying to be a vessel. You know, that's that's the old deacons used to tell me. And he was like, you know, you don't have to do everything yourself, right? It, it doesn't always have to fall on you. And as he was talking about it, I thought about it more, and, I, and now I think about it even more every day. I naturally have a tendency to want to, if I can't dish it off to someone, a task off to someone, and, and see it done, probably up to my bar, if I'm being really honest with you guys, I'm being real vulnerable, then I'm just going to try to take it on myself. And also, I probably have a tendency, and I talk to you guys about this on a different podcast, If I have the ability to support someone in need, I usually always will give a yes before I give a no, and it comes at a cost. But if I could get better at saying no before the yes, right? If I can get better at saying, hey, yeah, let me even just look at my calendar, right? It's this beautiful thing called the calendar. And get back with you, man, I would probably be able to be there more consistently for more people in my daily ministry life career, you know, family. But what this moment reminded me of when this minister was telling me about this is, is we all have this overwhelming urge, whether we ever want to admit it and say it vocally or not, to step in and be a savior for people. From a ministry standpoint, a lot of people do it, and I, and that's in my personal belief, a lot of people do it because they generally care for people, right? And they generally are kind of like me. If you can do it, you should do it. Some people do it for the, the the slap on the back, right? Some people do it for the adoration. Some people do it for the clout, right? And that probably in itself is a little bit more secular in nature. But if we all are honest, we do it because... We generally have an urge to support someone and we don't generally have the self-control to be able to see, can I support this person consistently long term? And that's when we get into trouble, right? That's when we get into the pocket in which we're more harm than good. And so as I was thinking through this some more, where it kind of led me was, is, man, I have to make a decision on When a no is a must, right? I need to start at a no so that I can be more particular about my yes, right? If I don't start at a no and I always say yes, my yes loses its value to people. But if I started a no and eventually land on a yes, right, my yes becomes more valuable because folks can even begin to see, hey, man. This came at a cost to him. So let me make sure I'm supporting him well in that cost. And so what this made me think about is growing up, and Pops, if you're listening, just want you to know, love you, man. Understand more about ministry every day because of you. Um, and so it's just a piece of kind of my upbringing. Growing up, my my dad would continuously, and I'm telling y'all, continuously tell people Yes. Right. It was one year, and I'm pretty sure having my sister tells me all the time. I don't know if it went down like that, but hey, it's my pod. I'm, I'm going to say how I want. It was one year where my dad literally, and thinking as an adult now, it makes me laugh because I can see myself doing it. My dad got, if not all, at least half of our Christmas gifts was ministering and being there for some homeless folks that lived in the area And he very literally gave those gifts that my mom had already purchased to that family. And we woke up, me and my sister woke up that morning looking like, where are all of the presents we saw down here last night? And so it had us, had me cracking up because I kind of figured out what happened. My sister was over it, right? And so... What I see now as an adult is we all do something like this. We all have our Christmas gift moment in which we inadvertently will sacrifice and say yes to something we could have pushed down the road or something that should have probably been a no because it might not have really been our yes to give, right? If we think about it, Sometimes we're, we're, we're giving up time, we're giving up talent, we're giving up treasure and saying yes to something that cost someone else and we didn't even ask that other person if it was okay, right? And so it's balancing our priorities to give a no until we're sure it's a yes. For me, I even have had that moment um, at the, the space I'm at now ministry-wise I think the first year I got here, there was a moment where I wasn't honest with my colleagues that are over me about how uncomfortable I was with going to a ministry event on the same day as my kid's first birthday. Right? We moved here, we transitioned here, and now I had this moment where I probably needed to plant my feet in the sand and say, no, I don't think I can do this. But in my head, I didn't feel like I had the ability to say, no, I can't do this. You know, I'm still in this ministry space thinking like a person that's in corporate. And really, sometimes your boss will give you a task and they really aren't asking you. They're telling you. Now, of course, to the folks who um, know me pretty well, know where I'm in ministry at now, none of my bosses made me feel that way in any way. If I told them I couldn't do it, we would have adjusted But at the time frame, I didn't know that was the case yet. And so I was working through with me and my wife talking through, hey, I may not actually be able to be there and I don't really know what to do. And I could tell the minute I told her that where the cost of my yes was going. The cost of my yes was going to my wife, was going to my kids. And in my heart of heart, I felt like a horrible father at that moment. The, I felt as though I had now given up this moment in which my wife and my kids are literally about to turn one, y'all, at that time. My kids, my friends, my family that knew us even before we got where we're at would never forget, nor would they ever let me live it down. And so I battled the tension of a yes on the other side, which was I gave my yes here, and now I didn't give my yes probably where it should have been. And now my family is paying the cost. And so like we said in the beginning of this, there's always a cost to be paid. What I love is that when we look in eternity, Christ already paid all those costs. There was a moment in which all of this worked out. The event ended up getting moved or rescheduled, not by my power, by any hands, but just by the folks we were hosting it with. And I was able to basically repair what could have caused me issues, probably even in my marriage to a degree, because of a yes I had given. I was able to repair this bridge and maintain the other. And so for me, what it's now becoming is, is how do I learn, almost like a cost analysis, how do I learn what can almost always be a yes, and how can I do better at starting with a no? So I'm going to come back to you guys in just a minute, and we're going to close out the pod, but I just want you guys to think about that for a second. We'll be right back. People to help them and support them as they're making their next spiritual step. That doesn't always look like diving incredibly deep in scripture. Sometimes it is having simple conversations over the table, simple conversations in a coffee shop, eating some lunch, eating some dinner, whatever that may be, in which you are able to provide gospel truths from scripture to other people. And so when Jesus is talking, to his disciples, he's saying in Luke chapter 14, he's saying, hey, now great crowds accompanied him. This is verse 25. And he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot become my disciple. Right? And in a lot of ways, when he's talking about disciples in this time period, in this context, talking about being a follower a student of what it means to follow Christ at the time. Christianity hadn't been phrased in that way yet. But being a person who took on the good news, was a student of Christ himself in his life, they couldn't be with him in that way if there was something in their heart they were still saying not saying no to, Right? if they hadn't really counted the cost, and that's the next few scriptures i talk about, right? Or verses. If they hadn't counted the cost yet of what it meant to walk with Christ, he's saying, man, you're just not there yet. You're not an actual student of the good news yet. You're not a student or a follower of me yet. And as I think about that, man... A lot of my no's sometime in this season may be no's that seem like they are something I should follow but have to. It may seem like a no that has good intention behind it, but it has to be centered around what brings the Lord the most glory. And if I can't find that, I shouldn't even contemplate it being a yes. Not yet. But also... What he says in the next few verses, what gets me in verse 27, he says, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, and all who see it begin to mock him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. When we give a yes too fast without counting the cost of the yes, it really was just a long-winded no. And it's a lot more detrimental, like we've talked about, it's a lot more sometimes impactful in a negative way because now that viewpoint is stretched across even past us. If we're talking with a non-believer, that viewpoint is sometimes remembered when they run into another believer later. And I think my moment of truth is, in a sense, or a truth that I feel like the Lord's just kind of teaching me in this season for this part is, Man, am I counting the cost of every yes and if the cost is too high, am I perfectly okay with giving a no? Maybe even a maybe at this time. I'm, I'm willing to make it a maybe. But for some people, and a lot of my mentors tell me that, and of the know me personally tell me that, for some people it has to be a defining No. Not for this whole deal of my mental health or for my best interest, but for the simple need and desire. Whatever I say yes to, I want to do it incredibly well and in a way that honors God. So... With that being said, we're going to end the pod here. I'm just grateful for you guys that have jumped on and jumped on board to listening and grateful to see where it kind of leads. And thank you for giving me a platform to be vulnerable about some of the things that the Lord's teaching me and things I'm learning the hard way, of course. But my goal is really just to make this a space where we can have regular conversation um, and be just real people. Not uber churchy, heavy spiritual people, but just real people talking across the table about how we can serve a real God in the community that we live, work, and play. So, on that note, it's been great, and I'll talk to you guys soon. As we stated before, if you've been blessed from what you've heard in this podcast or any of these podcast episodes, what we need from you is to like, share, follow and subscribe. Once again, like, share, follow and subscribe. If you do those three to four things, hey, you'll be able to help us get the word out about what the Lord's been showing us through just living life and studying his word. And then, too, you can also help us to get to a point where we can get the word out to more people. And I love you guys. Remember, you can also follow us on preacherman s and the title will be preacherman s on Instagram. You can follow us there and you can also find our podcast on most major music platforms or podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify or Apple Music. Y'all have a blessed one and I can't wait to jump back into this next week. Talk to you soon.